Hey, this is Lauren. And this is Kayla. And you're listening to the Two Woke Girls Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Two Woke Girls Podcast. This week, just for the intro, I'm going to be solo. We've just had a crazy busy schedule this week. So yeah, for now, you just get me. I promise once we get into the episode, it'll be regularly scheduled. You'll get to hear from Lauren as well. But yeah, we've had a really good week. I was on an anniversary trip in Tofino, which was amazing. I've never been there before, so that was awesome. And I'm really excited for this week's episode. So this week, we're going to be talking about working through insecurity, and this is something we've kind of touched on before, but in this episode, we kind of lay it all on the table. We talk about what insecurities we struggle with the most personally and how we've worked through this. There's definitely some insecurities we're still working through, and I think that this episode is a really good reminder that you're not alone with your insecurity. So everyone feels it. I strongly believe nobody knows 100% what they're doing. Uh, We're all just (laughs) trying to make it through and we're all just trying to, you know, come off as confident and build that confidence, but everybody feels insecurity and there's no shame in that. So as you're listening to this episode, I really hope that you reflect and just kind of think about what insecurities you still have and how you can work on that to just fully love yourself and to just feel no shame if you do still have some insecurities. We all do. And don't believe that everyone else has it together because nobody does. It's a human experience. So that's what our episode is going to be about this week. And I hope you enjoy. So today we're talking about dealing with insecurity, which I think is something everybody can relate to. I know for myself, I have lots of insecurities. So let's go ahead and get started. (laughs) So I think we're going to talk about like when we generally feel insecure. This is kind of like my personal experience. So there's many situations where I feel insecure, but I've kind of like, I think this kind of started, I don't know about you though, but I know for me, as I was thinking about this, I realized that when I was a child, I never felt insecure. Yeah, me neither. Okay, I was gonna ask you that. I don't think so. I was a very, like, extroverted, confident child. I don't think my insecurities really came out until I... I mean, a a little bit in high school, but I think most of my insecurities came out after high school when I realized I wasn't special at all. Really? Yeah. Okay. I know we've had this conversation before where you felt the other way. Like, you felt Mm -hmm. more confident as you got older, and I feel like... As I get older, I become more insecure about more things. Yeah, okay, I get that. I definitely have, like, new insecurities as I get older. Yeah. But I think for me, I know for sure that my insecurity started in grade 7. Oh, so specific. Yeah, I know that's when I first... I remember bawling my eyes out at one point because of something someone said um, that wasn't even that mean, but I think it was just that was the first time I ever felt insecure at all like that had never even occurred to me before I think yeah because as a kid I was very confident for no like I for no reason I just didn't even think about I guess because kids aren't really like harmed by the world just yet like they don't have I mean if you're like mercilessly bullied um as a child like in elementary school and stuff then I can understand being insecure but 
we kind of went to schools where there wasn't t- too much bullying or, yeah. and we weren't a part of it. So yeah, we didn't really have any reason to not be secure or confident in ourselves. Like, I don't think there was like much to be insecure about. Yeah. Really. Although I do remember like there was multiple times when I was a kid where somebody would like make fun of me mm-hmm. and I didn't it didn't, like, hurt me at all. Yeah. Like, I remember someone made fun of my ears and called me a monkey once. Oh, my God. Yeah, but it didn't bother me. Yeah. Like, I remember that, but only because I was actually thinking about it. But it didn't... I really don't think it got to me. I was just like, okay. Like, I, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really interested in hearing what you have to say. I wish I had that confidence now. And then I remember once, um, when I was a kid, somebody, like, pushed me down and then, like... like physically pushed me down and then like said something rude to me and I was like are you okay (laughs) like what is your deal like it didn't bother me I'm like this seems like a you problem yeah but then as I like hit my preteen years I think that's when I first started dealing with it Mm -hmm. and then I dealt with like a lot of insecurity as a teenager and a lot of like anxiety and stuff and then yeah as I became older like I think 19 20 I think the age of 19, 20, I had very little insecurity. Mm-hmm. I was just living life, living yeah. it up. Yeah, you were. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, and then I started getting a little more. And I think it's kind of, not triggered, but I think it's kind of, like, encouraged by, like, seeing other people doing things. That's how it feels for me as an adult. I never used to compare myself to people, but as an adult, I'm like, oh, they're doing this, or, like, they're doing that, or, like, they seem really good at this and I'm not. Or, like, you feel like you're not measuring up. Yeah. That's what it feels like for me. My main insecurities I think I've established, I know one that I've always had is the fear of looking stupid. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, I'm always scared I'm going to look dumb. Like, about something that I actually am trying Okay. okay. on. So, like, public speaking was a right. nightmare. I could never do acting, like, because of that. I don't really, like... If I'm at, like, not that we're going to clubs now, but when we used to go to clubs or, like, roosters or whatever, I would never, like, dance because I'm, like, I don't want to look dumb. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. But it's also, like, it's not, like, oh, I really want to, mm-hmm. but I'm holding back. It's, like, yeah. I don't want to because the idea of looking dumb is, like, not fun Yeah, for me. Fair. But, yeah, it does, like, there's definitely some ways that that's been a long-standing one and there's definitely ways that that's affected me negatively like I've wanted to try like new fitness classes or something and I'm like I can't like I can't do that alone because I just feel like I'm gonna look stupid and like I don't know what I'm doing so I think it's basically anything where I'm in like a new situation or I'm not like an expert at what I'm doing or I'm not like really good at it and I'm just like yeah scared that I'm gonna look dumb and then even like yeah switching careers or like doing anything that's gonna be new that's definitely, like, I think my biggest point of insecurity that I'm trying to work through. And it comes up in a lot of ways, yeah, because mm-hmm. even, like, driving to, like, parts of town that I'm not familiar with, and then I worry, like, I'm not gonna be able to find parking, or what I have to, like, what if I have to, like, park on the street, and then people are gonna, like, be watching me, and, like, I just imagine, like, I catastrophize it, and imagine everything that could go wrong. Right. Uh, another one of my insecurities is when I think I'm gonna be like misunderstood or judged this is another like long 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 standing one like from when I was a kid I think and (laughs) we've talked about I don't know why this is funny to me but we've talked about this before how me and Lauren both just like won't tell people things like we won't open up to people like I wouldn't talk to people about at my work about like what I do in my spare time like just stupid things like for no reason I'd just be like 
I wouldn't, they would all be talking about what they're doing on the weekend. And I'd just be like, yeah, nothing. Even though I have like lots of plans because I just, I don't know why. I just am worried they're going to judge me. And it's also like, it comes up, the times that I notice it a lot is like, if I know that somebody has a different view than me, like for example, it's like politics or something. And I think this is also a fear of confrontation and fear of being like judged. And I know that somebody's, yeah, like gonna have a different view. I don't like talk about it. Like I'm not gonna talk about it with someone because I don't want them to like argue with me. I don't want to have to like defend how I feel. Yeah. So yeah, I just won't bring it up. Also, a random example of this, which I st- like, I think is so what such a weird thing for me to do because there's no reason they would have judged me. I only have one tattoo, like my first and only, and it's a tattoo of a lotus. And I wanted to get this done for so long, like before I got it done. And the significance of it was the phrase like no mud no lotus like what you go through in life is basically like what you grow through and like all this stuff and it to me that's like about my dad passing and like having to work through that and it's something that's like you know muddy and dirty and it's like unpleasant but you end up like growing and blooming through that that's what it meant to me but when I got the tattoo done she was like does this tattoo have any significance to you and I said no oh I would do that too (laughs) I'm like no I just like lotuses She's like, oh, okay. Well, because you don't know her. You don't want to, like, start opening up and be like, yeah, so, like, I went through this traumatizing thing as a child. Like, I just don't, I'm like that too. I don't want to open up to strangers. Like, I don't think it's anyone's business. Or you don't, like, feel like sitting there and, like, having a conversation about them and them asking you questions and then opening yourself up for them to ask you questions that you might not be okay to answer. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a lot of it is, yeah, like, I don't necessarily want to answer and I I think the main I know like a trigger for me and I don't know why but I know a trigger for me is if I do open up about something and I'm vulnerable with someone and then I feel in any way like they're challenging me on it Mm -hmm. like if I feel like I have to defend how I feel or like if I have to defend like my opinion on something that really matters to me I'm like I don't want to have this conversation. Yeah. Because it makes me, I think it makes me feel unsafe. Yeah. Well, it's your That's like something so like personal. Yeah. Yeah. It's like so deep to the root. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I would be the same way. I'd be like, it's not your fucking business. Yeah. That's why my tattoos are both hidden. So people can't be like, what are those So they can't ask you questions. Yeah. I don't like when, like, I don't tell people I have tattoos until they, like, say, oh, do you have tattoos? And then even when they ask what my tattoos are, I, like, make it, like, a joke. Like, I make it, like, so they don't, like, ask too many questions. I'm like, yeah, I have, like, a really basic bitch tattoo, like, yeah. that's matched with my sister. And then, like, I have another one that I was, like, drunk when I thought of. Just because I don't want people to, like... You, like, downplay what it Kind of, means. Yeah. yeah. To, like, protect yourself. Kind of. Which is... To me, that's funny. Like, it's funny that we do that. Yeah. It's what like a, a strange thing to do. What a weird fucking cope, <laughs> coping mechanism. Um, yeah, so those are kind of the two main ones. And then another one I think deserves an honorable mention is insecurity about, like, my appearance. Especially if I notice something new. Like, I don't know if you guys have this problem, but if I'm ever in a changing room and I see my side profile, <laughs> I need, like, three to five days to recover. It's just beyond traumatizing. So then once I see that and I'm like, oh my god, that's what I look like from that angle, then my feet, like, what I'm feeling is, like, 
that's what everyone else sees when they look at me and like everyone else thinks I'm fucking <laughs> ugly and like I'll see like my chin and stuff and I'm like oh my god everybody thinks I have like a disgusting chin like I'm gonna be like walking around and like that's the first thing people see which is obviously again catastrophizing the entire situation but yeah like definitely deserves an honorable mention and then there's like aside from that there'll also be days like where I'm like getting ready in the morning and then I will feel just like bad about my appearance that day and then I don't want to like go out without makeup on but that's kind of the only other thing in high school that was like a big 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 thing for me especially like body image and stuff I was like oh my god everyone thinks I'm like so fat and like everyone thinks like blah 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 like I I would create like a false narrative in my head as I get older and like I've learned more about like body dysmorphia and like disordered eating and like all of this kind of stuff I educated myself on that like years ago so now I've kind of gotten to the point where like that doesn't really bother me anymore but yeah definitely still a bit of a thing to work through (laughs) The side profile. I remember seeing a tweet one time. Someone's like, oh my god, I just saw my side profile. How could anyone ever love me? (laughs) That's what it feels like. That is how it feels like. And someone was like, I don't ever want to get married because everyone's going to see my side profile. I'm like, yeah. I don't know why everyone hates their side profile. You have such a nice side profile. Oh, I also hate my side profile. Really? Yeah. I think it's just because, like, human features in general, I feel like they're not meant to be seen from the side, honestly. Like, noses? What's the deal with that? (laughs) Yeah. What are those? (laughs) Yeah. Whose choice is that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that a lot of my insecurities started at that age because exactly what we're talking about, like, as you get older, you kind of feel like you start comparing yourself to others and you, like, don't know, at least for me, especially as an adult, like, talking more as an adult than a teen now I feel like my insecurity is, like, I don't know what I'm doing as an adult. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know how to adult. Yeah. And I see other people doing things, and I'm like, how did you do that? Like, everything's a secret. <laughs> like, how how do you buy a house? How do you start a business? Yeah. Like, nobody lets you in on these things. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's a secret. Yeah, you everything's, like, us. a secret. Like, you don't have school for that, like, for basic life skills. Yeah. Why doesn't that exist? called school hard knocks that was such a dad saying oh my god yeah i don't know i i think it's a lot of the things in your as you get older is just like literally trial and error yeah um learning from your parents learning from any kind of like role model or leader of any kind i know like some people say to me like oh you look like you have your shit together and I'm like oh do I like I definitely do not as I get older I honestly truly believe I don't think anybody feels like they have their shit no, together I don't I think that everybody especially with social media I think that I genuinely think literally everyone is looking at like other people's lives and going like oh wow like you know they have their own business or like oh wow they're traveling or like they just got a new vehicle or they're doing this they just had a baby whatever and like people see that and they like curate some kind of image of what that person's life is like yeah which is basically the purpose of social media i guess like of instagram at least it looks like you're looking at the full picture but i don't think any person actually feels like they have their shit together yeah like they're all looking at other things and going like oh wow like that person has a business but then that person's looking at them and going like oh like how did they like graduate already or whatever yeah that's so true like and even I say this to Brian all the time I'm like you 
when I first met him, I'm like, you really have your shit together. Like, you have a good job. Like, you, like, are moved out. Like, you have, like, you just, like, know what you're doing. And he was like, I I don't yeah. feel like I do. And, he, like, I see him. I see his life. And I, I'm like, it appears that you do. Yeah, But does. he doesn't think he does, necessarily. Yeah. I mean, like, yes, he, like, probably thinks that he, like, is doing well like you know he's got lots of things together but yeah he doesn't feel like he has a hundred percent of the things together I yeah guess. and I think that I don't think you ever get to that point no I mean at least I don't know nobody I know is like oh I fully have my shit together yeah like I know exactly what I'm doing and I know exactly where I'm going like I don't know anyone like that yeah me neither everyone's unsure yeah I guess so um let's talk about my insecurities <laughs> yes please <laughs> you're like I've had enough about I was transitioning into that. <laughs> you're gonna be like so Lauren tell me about your insecurities <laughs> yeah like I said I was a pretty confident kid and uh, as I got older I feel like once I got to university and I realized not that in high school I thought I was the smartest person in the room but I think everyone was more on a even playing field and so when I got to university, I was like, the fuck? Like, I'm not smart enough for this. And so that made me insecure. Just not knowing what I wanted to do with my life, obviously, made me really insecure. I'm, as you guys, if you listen to the podcast, know that I'm pretty extroverted. So I feel like being an extrovert sets you up, in my opinion, to be judged more so because you are talking more you're doing more you're being more social so you have more room to say something stupid or do some like look dumb in some way and so that's something that I'm insecure about I can't really change the fact that I'm an extrovert that's just like my natural being but I do go home at the end of the day and I'm like did I say something stupid like oh is this person mad at me like did I hurt someone's feelings like I feel that way all the time like after every social interaction really almost every single so if it's like in a group setting one-on-one not really but yeah even last night we were hanging out with like a couple friends and I like went to bed last night I was like did I say anything stupid like or like in the car this morning I'm like fuck like I shouldn't have said like certain things just and you didn't say anything stupid or hurtful but it's just just like my own insecurities I I guess and I've never no one's ever said to me like oh that you shouldn't have said or maybe they have but like it doesn't happen very often but that's like a big insecurity of mine is not like just being kind of like socially inept almost and I do my best obviously not to hurt people's feelings but sometimes when I'm like making jokes like maybe it could come across a certain way so so that's that's a consistent insecurity that I have but I feel like a lot of my insecurities change like depending on uh, I guess the season of life or how certain things are going like some days like before I got a job like some days I was like so insecure about like not having a job and then other days I was like ah whatever like I'll have one eventually yeah some days like I'm very insecure about like my appearance some days like I feel fine I think a lot of people go through like what you were talking about like body image issues Mm -hmm. and I definitely do I realized this week though I think we should do a whole episode on like um on body image and like body dysmorphia and eating disorders or disordered eating and stuff but 
I realized the worse my anxiety is, the more nitpicky I am about my appearance. So it's just like when I have anxiety about whatever it is, maybe it's not even about anything specific. I notice how like nitpicky I'll look in the mirror and just pick myself apart and then just make myself feel worse. So fun. Yeah, I've, I've had a similar experience. Like I've noticed when, when my anxiety is bad, I feel like such a such a responsibility and such a weight on my shoulders to like control my environment yes and like control my yeah control my environment control what I do like I feel such a responsibility not to control the people close to me like that's not really the word I'm looking for but like for example if Dylan leaves the house and then I I always get like dreadful feelings like I always get a feeling that something bad is gonna happen and when my anxiety is bad I am like, oh, well, what if I got that feeling for a reason? And now if I don't say anything, like, yeah. and then he gets in a car accident, like, then I'm going to feel so responsible. Right. So things like that, where I start to, like, take responsibility for things outside of my control. Mm-hmm. And I'll end up calling him and being like, hey, I just have a feeling something bad's going to happen. Like, please be really careful. Or, like, just yeah. stuff like that. It does affect your life so much yeah. in other ways. Definitely. Yeah, like, when you're like what you were just saying, like I also try and control a lot of things because for my anxiety, I sometimes can't control it. Like it just is what I, I've learned that I've had to like, I have to like write it out almost. Like Mm -hmm. I just wait till it passes. And so because I can't control that necessarily, I try and control, yeah, like everything in my life. So I like become super nitpicky about what I'm eating how often I'm eating, like, how much I'm eating. I become, like, super nitpicky about, like, yeah, my appearance, like, oh, my hair looks like this, or, like, my, I shouldn't be, like, looking like this. So, yeah, like, when my anxiety is better, then I definitely am, like, less insecure about my appearance, and I'm like, ah, like, I look fine, whatever. But I think I have come a long way in terms of appearance because there were times when I wouldn't leave the house without makeup on. For three years of my life, every single week, like twice a week, I would tan, like self-tan because I hated being pale. Mm -hmm. I always had fake nails on, always wore fake eyelashes. And I got to a point where I was like, if I'm not, like I'm, how old was I? Like 22 or 23 three or something I was like if I'm not happy with the way my skin like the color of my skin like how fair my skin is or the way my hands look without nails or what I look like without makeup on how am I ever going to be able to teach like if I ever have daughters teach my daughters how to love like the way they were you know born kind of thing and if I if like I can't love myself like this like no one else is going to be like oh, you look good without fake tan on or anything. So I made like a commitment. I went one month without like self-tanning myself when I would do it every week, like twice a week. Mm -hmm. And after that, for some reason, I just like became more comfortable. Like I learned like how, I don't know. I just like became better about it. Obviously, I still like being tanned. I think most people do. but, But I'm okay not being tanned or not wearing makeup or anything like that so I've definitely come a long way in terms of that but like I said when my anxiety is worse then I start getting nitpicky and I'm like ugh, I look gross in everything or yeah that kind of thing that makes me think of I think my mom told me this once that if you're like in a situation where you don't have 
control over what's happening. Like, for example, like when I was a teenager, that's when I started like coping with the loss of my dad. And that was something I didn't have control over that changed my life for the worse. Mm-hmm. Or like if you have to deal with a breakup or if you have to deal with like other things in your life that you can't change, that's usually when you start trying to control everything else. Right. So that's when I started like having like disordered eating mm-hmm. and like being so critical of my appearance and other stuff like that. But I want to mention that in case that yeah. kind of helps you like yeah, I don't piece know. things together. I don't know if that's accurate for yeah, you. Yeah, I don't know that. what that would be. I feel like that's just like a constant, like it comes in like waves like yeah. throughout my life. But yeah, that that is true. I feel like those are like some of my bigger insecurities. And, you know, I think you can be like the most confident person in the world and everyone's insecure about something like there's no I don't know anyone who's not insecure about at least like one thing yeah Um, I think everybody is yeah whether it's like your physical appearance or something about your personality or your laugh or like what you do for work or anything like that I just think that everyone has to go through it and you just have to be like you know patient with people because it's harder for some in certain like certain things are harder for some people yeah to kind of like summarize I think that we've addressed insecurities within all of these types but I was reading that there's three different types of common insecurities I have experience with all of these but it can kind of help you figure out how to deal with that insecurity if you know what kind it is so like one of the main ones is if you have insecurity based on a recent failure or rejection and I think the main like the gist of that is that when you have rejection or you have like some kind of failure you basically just start doubting yourself and then it makes you see yourself more negatively and then it just kind of builds off of there Um, And especially if you already have like self-esteem issues or you already are feeling insecure, having a failure or rejection can really make you like, yeah, even more insecure and like Mm -hmm. beat up on yourself more. So basically just if that's the case, try to remember that everybody goes through hardships, everybody has failures, everybody gets rejected. Like I can't think of an example right now, but I feel like I've seen those things where it's like Oprah was denied like yeah um a bunch of jobs before she became famous right um there's lots of people who have gone through like extensive rejection before they find the right path for them so just try to remember that another type is lack of confidence because of social anxiety um we know all about that a lot of people experience social anxiety uh, so if that's the situation, you might just need to, like, take more time for self-care. You can go to a counselor for social anxiety. They can help you find ways to deal with that. And that obviously would affect insecurity as well. And then the third most common type is insecurity driven by perfectionism. So if you're always wanting the best of everything and you set your standards so high for yourself, like, always wanting, you know, the perfect job, like, the perfect body, the best grades, like... You want your house to be perfect. That's, you're never going to attain that. And that's a hard, I I don't struggle with that personally, but I know that that's a hard pill to swallow <laughs> when you feel like that's what you, you know, that's a standard you've set for yourself. Like mm-hmm. you feel like that's what you have to live up to. You're never going to achieve that. And nobody is ever going to achieve that. Like yeah. your standards will never what you do is never going to meet your standards because your standards are impossibly high. Yeah. So I think that's more something, in my opinion, that you would just have to 
change. You just have to let go of a little bit and like let yourself be imperfect. Don't, you know, don't be so hard on yourself. Don't expect so much from yourself. And I know easier said than done, but yeah, those are the three most common types. And I think... I would say I suffer. (laughs) I suffer from the third one the most. And I feel like, yeah, it's, it's tough, you know, trying to control things all the time um or just like having anxiety about certain things being perfectionist or if you are actually diagnosed with you know obsessive compulsive disorder or any kind of anxiety disorder then that one is definitely really tough to try and like you know make everything perfect or yeah like want everything to work out because really nothing ever works out the way you think it's going to and I think that's also a good thing I like there's tons of things that didn't work out in 2020 for lots of people and I think what worked out instead for some people has been better like I mean some things for me like fell through like didn't work out and I feel like I got like lots of blessings out of it Mm -hmm. so yeah it's it's hard to refrain your your mind or your narrative about like how I need everything to be perfect or I need things to look like a certain way or yeah do you feel like you know where that stems from like do you feel like you know like what makes you feel like what makes you set such high standards and what makes you feel like everything has to be like perfect depends on what it is so if it, if it's in regards to like school or work or like my career that kind of thing that comes from growing up just having parents with really high standards and luckily that they did because I don't think my sister and I would necessarily be where we are now Mm -hmm. so there were good parts of that but it did set like an unnecessary high standard growing up like you know I've talked about this on the podcast like always like working two jobs and going to school full-time and just like really driving myself into the ground and like burning out do you just feel like you're like never working hard enough yeah I used to feel like that I, I definitely become so much better about that that's not really necessarily a problem anymore but like the perfectionism I think it's just I've talked about it like my control issues just like just my anxiety is just a lot of its control and I just try and like control the things because there's so many things that there's so many variables in life and you can't necessarily control what is gonna happen so I do my best to like control the things that I can and that's not necessarily healthy because then that just makes my insecurities worse and yeah it's fun yeah I should go to (laughs) therapy again it's fine do you have any like coping mechanisms or things that you've found in the past that have been beneficial to overcome your insecurities or at least like I mean, there's certain things, like, you can't completely overcome, but, like, deal with or be able to cope with better. That's kind of tricky. I'm trying to think if there's anything that I do. I mean... Well, I guess when you were talking about body image issues, you educate yourself on disordered eating and all that kind of thing. So that probably helped. Yeah, that's a big one that I have been able to work through most of that. And I think that that was just kind of, I realized, I kind of realized after the fact, like, how unhealthy, like, mentally unhealthy that was. And I just started, I I think I came across a um, intuitive eating 
dietitian on Instagram and I just like randomly followed her and I was like that was the first I had ever heard of intuitive eating and like honestly I think everything that I had ingested before that was very pro diet culture like Mm -hmm. I grew up hearing people criticize their bodies I grew up like obviously all of us like looking at magazines and stuff like even when you're at like the grocery checkout like bodies are always being criticized and like it's always being promoted to have like a perfect body perfect abs like all this stuff there's just so much pressure I honestly think the world has is starting to get towards a better direction now like there's a lot of companies that don't edit their models and who are using like people of more average size to promote things but yeah I think that just when I found somebody who had a different view and I started reading about that and finding out about it I'm like wow that's amazing and it makes sense that your body not basically what intuitive eating is like in a nutshell if you don't know is just that you your body knows what it needs it knows like how little food it needs or how much food it needs what kind of foods you should be eating like your body will tell you if you can just listen and if you've had disordered eating habits for a while it's gonna there's gonna be a bit of a like a curve I guess to that like it's a bit of a learning period because your body is gonna be so like confused from the way that you've been feeding it and like the energy you've been putting towards it but yeah when I read about that and I did start putting that into practice and I definitely went through a curve because when you're practicing disordered eating a lot of the time you have like bad foods and good foods or you only consume like a certain amount of calories per day or geez what else you have anxiety around food you're thinking about food all the time to get that like I didn't even realize that I still had some qualities of that and I would feel like guilt around food a lot like I would just feel guilty or yeah like somebody was gonna say something to me or think I was like eating a lot or whatever uh so I did have to like work past that and then for a while it feels like we can talk about this in another episode but for a while it feels like you're gonna go crazy and you're gonna gain like a hundred pounds and whatever because it feels like you have no rules Mm -hmm. but then your body starts to kick in like your intuition kicks in so some days you might eat not that much you might have basically the equivalent of like a meal and a half but then another day you might have like four meals and that's fine your body knows what it needs yeah I went off a little bit of a tangent there but yeah once I started learning about that I think I just became more and more interested in it and I realized to me I think that's the healthiest way to do it Mm -hmm. and yeah I committed to that and I ended up doing like a diploma of holistic nutrition and that helped me as well because like I learned a little more about like what your body actually needs and and honestly a big thing for me when I was really going through it which was years before I even learned about intuitive eating I would just because I I knew I was struggling but I would just like say to myself over and over like be grateful for what your body does for you. Like, be grateful for whatever, your legs, because your legs, like, take you places and you you have strong legs where you can, like, hike a mountain or whatever and, like, all the parts that you don't like about yourself, think about what they're actually there for. Yeah. Not the appearance. Like, think about what they do to serve you. That was a big part for me. For the other ones, I'm still working on. Yeah. (laughs) I think a lot of my insecurities are, like, pretty deeply um rooted their insecurities I've had for like a very 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 long time so I still find myself getting triggered at least when they get triggered I 
usually know I'm being triggered, like Mm -hmm. that I'm probably, that my emotional reaction is probably not proportionate to what's actually happening, but I'm still struggling to like regulate that and figure out how to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, they're kind of like a lot of things are like lifelong. Mm-hmm. They can be like lifelong battle, not battles, but like things that you have to kind of work through and heal from because it's been years in the making of of certain insecurities. Yeah. Do you um, have any advice on how you've worked through yours or any like tips and tricks? Yeah. So I kind of talked about it before, but like reframing like what you're saying. So like either reframing your negative self-talk or like reframing the way you look at things. So kind of like you with your disordered eating, like reframing like, okay, well look at what your body can do for you or then also like going into intuitive eating. So finding like a healthier alternative to go towards. I think like writing down affirmations or journaling because we love journaling around (laughs) here, but just even writing down the things that you don't like about yourself or that you're insecure about and and just like reframing it like I don't like how my fair skin like I don't like the way I look with my natural fair skin I think you could like write like okay well this was like the skin that I was given like it's beautiful and like you know like this is what I was given like this is I was supposed to live this life looking like this like a certain appearance like I was supposed to live this life with chubby little fingers (laughs) I'm just kidding I'm not insecure about my hands anymore but I used to be (laughs) but it's fine everyone thinks I have sausage hands it's all good (laughs) and I think like affirmations too like if there's something that you really struggle with I think it it's just saying that these things to yourself, like, instead of saying, like, oh, I look ugly today, like, I look beautiful today, and yeah. I, like, radiate this glow, and everyone around me can see it, too. Saying things like that instead, because I think it's kind of, tri- it's like a psychological thing. You have to trick yourself into believing that, and mm-hmm. also something that when I, like, deal with insecurity surrounding, like, maybe like my job like before I had my job or being extroverted and like worrying that I'm gonna say something wrong or being like feeling a certain way about your appearance I think it's important to surround yourself with people that lift you up instead and inspire you to you know achieve certain things to like go out and get the job of your dreams or to like work on yourself in some way or like if you're worried about saying something stupid like knowing that the people around you aren't going to judge you if you say something stupid once or if you like fail at something they're still going to support you or being with like your friends always like lift you up and like say you look beautiful or your partner always says like oh you look so good and doesn't care what you look like yeah I think those are all important just like the people around you really can either like encourage your insecurities to grow or they can encourage you to grow away from your insecurities I guess so make sure you're like surrounding yourself with the right people too yeah because if you're not surrounding yourself with the right people like if you have friends that talk badly about you Mm -hmm. and like a horrible partner and whatever then like as much as you try to convince yourself that oh like they're not gonna think that about me you you know you can't trust that. Yeah. So, like, you just need to make... If you're surrounding yourself with good people that you trust, mm-hmm. then make sure that you're trusting them fully and not, like, doubting, oh, they're going to make fun of me when I leave or, like, whatever other yeah. insecurities might come up. Yeah. And being with... I know, like, 
for me, I have, like, a group of friends that I've been friends with for years. So, the friends that I have, like, I feel very safe with all of them. So, there's not really, like, much that could be said or that I could tell them that would make them not want to be friends with me or make like look at me in a different way like they're always gonna make me feel safe like I could tell them anything and they're not gonna be like oh my god like blah 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 like making fun of me and encouraging me to be more insecure about it so I think having people that you can depend on to not make you feel worse about yourself I guess in any way or like oh I can't believe you haven't found a job or like instead being like oh like how's the job hunting going is there anything I can do to support you like things like that yeah for sure also something that I learned I think it was in a what book was it uh the four agreements and it's basically like if you I know sometimes people's insecurity comes from like what other people think of you and then other insecurities are like perfectionism like we were talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, But something that I learned was what other people think of you says more about them than it says about you. And I think that's so true. Like when people are like, oh, I don't like the way she does this or the way she looks like that. that's usually just their own insecurity like they're either jealous of you or it's a reflection on like what they're insecure about uh, for themselves like yeah that's a really good point because even though we've talked about that before when we're talking about insecurity now I start thinking about like yeah obviously it's so important to just you know trust that the people that care about you and that you care about aren't going to judge you but then at the same time I always think of like certain people I know who do judge people mm-hmm. so I'm like then that's I think that's what makes me feel scared of of being judged or that other people are gonna think I'm ugly or whatever is because some people do think that way that's just the genuine truth they're gonna yeah. look at someone and go you like I don't like her hair or whatever but that's such a good point that if those people do think that who cares? Like, that has nothing to do with you. Yeah. That has everything to do with them. Yeah. And it's usually, like, a reflection of their own battles that they're facing. Yeah. So if they're like, I don't like her hair, it's like, it's probably because they're insecure about their hair and they don't, like, they just don't project their insecurities that way. Yeah. Because I genuinely, I, I can't think of a single time, like, I never look at people and think, ew, like, that person looks bad or like, oh, I don't like what you know, whatever, I don't like this about that person. Like, I never think that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I saw this thing on Instagram the other day, and I can't remember verbatim what it was, but it basically said, like, if we thought about how much people project their own insecurities onto everyone else, we would never be offended or never feel, like, insecure in any way. Because, yeah, most of what people are judging you for is, like, just a honestly straight projection of what their own issues are yeah yeah I think yeah probably the biggest like to wrap up a little bit the biggest things that have helped me when I'm feeling insecure is just remember everybody else feels the same way Mm -hmm. um maybe not in that moment but everybody else has felt that way at some point or another the people that matter are not judging you and if they are judging you that has nothing to do with you like Lauren said and everything to do with them so feel free to dismiss that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think those are the two biggest things that if I remember those, like when I'm feeling insecure about myself, is that that's probably the main thing I think about all the time is just if I'm feeling insecure about like my appearance or whatever, I'm like, 
probably there's lots of other people there and also people are selfish yeah people are self-involved like I don't think people are walking around wanting to judge other people for the most part yeah they're thinking about how they look or they're thinking about how they come across Mm -hmm. they're not interested in in you yeah in general people are way more concerned about themselves than about anyone else especially if you're like a like a stranger's not like if they're judging you in public like they're probably not they're probably thinking about how they look and if they are that's literally just their own issues yeah. their own insecurities that they need to work through yeah so that's at least what helps me with like more um everyday insecurities mm-hmm. and then with the deeper ones i don't know tbd yeah <laughs> so that was a very uh open episode you guys learned some more about us as per usual we just open up more and more every episode yeah and... i feel like it's a good exercise for us because we both struggle it to is open up so. yeah it yeah i think I was thinking about this when we decided to do this topic this week. I'm like, wow, I feel like a lot of the time this podcast can be pretty cathartic. Like Mm -hmm. we talk about things and it really makes us think about things and then we teach each other things and we go home and reflect on like what we talked about. It's like, okay, if I'm preaching this, why am I not practicing it? Yeah. So I think that I've gotten better about practicing certain things that I I talk about on the podcast or like certain like if we're like giving tips about whatever I think yeah I've gotten better about like going home and actually like reflecting on that and doing these things doing these journal prompts yeah (laughs) sharing on here because knowing that people can listen to it and people do listen to it I think it also just makes me less scared Mm -hmm. to open up because there's proof that I mean maybe there is some people listening and judging but I don't think a lot. Yeah. And it's just kind of like proof that, because that does kind of scare me to do that, but we've done it again and again and nothing horrible has happened. Yeah. So. So we're not insecure about it anymore. (laughs) We just talk about everything that keeps us up at night instead. Exactly. Well, thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Two Woke Girls podcast. We release new podcasts every Monday at 8 a.m. wherever you listen and I guess we'll be back next week for another yeah. one. <laughs> that's next, the plan. That's the plan, Stan. But don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. I th- don't know if that's just a YouTube thing or not, but... Rate and subscribe. Rate and subscribe. <laughs> Share the podcast if you think you know someone that's going to like it. And yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>